This episode of The Rock Fight is brought to you by GearTrade. Since 1999, GearTrade.com has been your go-to home for unnew outdoor gear and apparel. You know you have that jacket, pack, or tent that has been left out of your past few adventures. Why not load it all in a box? Let GearTrade sell it for you. Heck, they'll even send you a box and a free shipping label. It's that easy to get cash money for all the stuff you're not using. Head to GearTrade.com and click the Sell Your Gear tab to learn more. GearTrade.com Ready to pick a fight? It's time for the Rock Fight Fight Song. Let's go! Rock Fight! Rock Fight! Rock Fight! Rock Fight! Rock Fight! Rock Fight! Here we go! Welcome to the Rock Fight Where we speak our truth Slay sacred cows and sometimes Agree to disagree We talk about human-powered Outdoor activities And pick fights about topics that Where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and joining me today, his big blue Zamberlins look as good in his living room as they do in the mountains. It's Justin Hausman. My emotional support puppy with me this morning. Couldn't even put a shirt on because he should be in the mountains. What happened, man? Weather looked bad. I, yeah, you're uh, not supposed to be here this week. Yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. I, but <laughs> you know, okay. So here's the thing: I've spent a lot of time complaining about uh, having to get permits in Yosemite. I've never backpacked in Yosemite because the permitting process seems uh, just complicated. And and I, yeah, I don't. I changed my mind at the drop of a hat. I, I don't like. I, I, I don't like being like tied down to things. And so, you know, to get a wilderness permit in Yosemite, you either have to get one like six months in advance or like a week in advance. Mm-hmm. You can also walk up, but like you know, a week in advance the ones start f- popping up that are available, but you have to know the trailhead. You got to know your first night's camping, all these things. And that's just a lot of research. Um, and uh, I usually like just showing up and I guess you could do this and hope a permit's available, but I love just showing up at a ranger station and being like, I need a permit. Where am I going? Where's what, what what's good right yeah. now? You know? And so anyway, I've never gone, I've never backpacked, you know, somebody, but I got a permit for this week and um, I actually got a bunch. Cause I was like, Oh, this is available. Boom, 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 boom. I'm just going to grab a bunch and then kind of research it later. And uh, but the weather just looks shitty. It looks like it's gonna be thunderstorms all weekend. And uh, turns out you could just I just got a permit for next week. So you know, there you go. Hope, hope for better weather. But um, you know, well, I, like happy- a thund- I like a mountain thunderstorm. I don't like it when they're forecast. In my experience in the Sierra, if it's forecast, it happens. Like there's, you know, if it if it just pops up on a normal day, that's great. That's beautiful. But like all day long, when you're just kind of waiting, like shit, I got to get to the next site to set up beforehand. Like uh, you know, and like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and it's you can be flexible. I'm sure if you this was the window and you had to go, Dude, you'd be there right? right now. Yeah, I mean, if it was, oh, of course, you know, if I had a nine to five and it was like, this is the weekend I have off, but that's the benefit of not having a real job. Well, so today we're going to start off actually with a mailbag. We got a couple of responses to last week's show. And the first one was very short. It was in response to my little diatribe about my my retail experience in mm. Bishop. Mm-hmm. And uh, should I say the name of the retailer? Is it, do you think we should say it? Because it's in the, the basically it was. A I don't really think short, so. You know what? No. I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, then we'll make it short. Basically, it was the person guessed the name of the retailer 
that's all the email was. Was it X retailer? And mm-hmm. they were right. Mm-hmm. And apparently uh, there's a reputation. Well, see, that's the thing. You we, you don't want to mention the name because now it might give people more reason to write in and be like, they're going to want to guess. Okay, that's a good point. Do you have Two, any guesses? You know, like, <laughs> is it the owner's fault? Like, hire, like, I don't, that's tough, you know? Like, the kid, the kids that work there don't, they don't give a shit. So, like, if nobody goes in there ever again because of our podcast enormous reach and, <laughs> uh, you know, they're. I hope they hear it. I, like, they, they weren't. They were not young. I mean, they were definitely more. Yeah, I keep saying kids because I assume that. Yeah, that's, totally. That's and, and I, I, not to just keep railing on them. I put, put a social media post up about it. You know, I, I definitely, uh, well, I put that on LinkedIn. I guess I should put it up on Instagram too. But it's, I, I just love that. It made me feel a little bit better about my behavior. I thought maybe I kept thinking like, God, was I coming off poorly? But then I went to that next door and it was great. So I, you well, know, it's like, not that. I mean, like, I, I need to be there with you to see exactly what happened because I'm only getting it from yours. For all I know, you walked in there with a giant flashing light that was just like huge <laughs> fucking kook. Like I don't know. That's exactly. What you it know, was. like what if you did? I I'd be surprised, but. I, Bishop might have rules about things you can and can't wear, things you can and can't do. I want to take your side. I'm taking your side, but also, um, you know, there's a hardcore crusty surf local in me that that is all that's naturally on the side of the locals, no matter what happens. So, well, you know, my know. experience, maybe you, wore, maybe you had your hat on wrong. Like, I, I don't know. I could have. Uh, I definitely tend to wear. I'm definitely. I can be a little chattish and wear it backwards at a time. Everyone. Did you have that I Fenway think, hat on? Like, I did maybe not. They hate no, the East no. Coast. Yeah. It wasn't my. It wasn't my Fenway hat. But the. Sage the Summit, I'll say that. That was the one I went to next, and they were wonderful. So, That's a great name. That's a really nice name. name. Mm-hmm. They were great. So I, I definitely, maybe I, even if I was coming off poorly, I still feel like it's on the retailer to to accommodate the customer. And the next and the next retailer was great. So it wasn't 100% me. Anyway, I thought that was funny, though, that there was an immediate guess by somebody saying, oh, was it this place? Well, and they how, were, and they what were there right. two, were there like two outdoor stores in Bishop? So That's true. I probably just said their name of them by not saying the name of them. Exactly. Saying, I want to compliment Sage to Summit for. Uh, I realize it's common to have like a plate, you know, X two Y or whatever in the mountain earring sort of space, but not calling it Sage and Summit. Like, thank you, Sage to Summit. Like, I'm so tired of something and something else names in this world. I agree. So, and all job. of their vowels were in the words. They didn't go like <laughs> right. SG. You know, Summit wasn't like an upside down like Delta symbol or something. Yeah, that's another good. thing people know. Like, what did we call the segment last week? You know, Hausman's just knock it off or just stop. Is that what just stop with just <laughs> like? <laughs> and then we got another uh, email. This one's a little longer. It was from Philip. Uh, he's throwing a couple of rocks at us. Rock number one. He writes. He says he enjoys the show. So thank you, Philip. Mm-hmm. But Thanks, number Phil. one, you ready for this? I don't know. I don't know if you, this might be the whole podcast after I read okay, this for you. Let's hear it. Justin specifically yes. calls you out. Chill out on the Tacoma saturation. It's going to be okay. Don't let it ruin your day. That's okay with me. That's fine. Tacoma Phil. I get it. <laughs> well, this is, this is someone, this is coming for someone who lives next to the city of Tacoma. I used to live up oh. there too. Does he think and I'm I talking? S- wait a minute. Well, wait and a minute, I wait. swear people feel obligated to own these things. Okay, what thank what you. I do pick a rock fight with is the use of indigenous names for these gas guzzlers. Just change the name to Magnum or El Tigre. <laughs> Probably do better in focus groups. That's funny. Uh, El Tigre would be badass. That's a great name for a car, actually. Yeah. And then rock number two. I may I might have missed it, but have you really gone this long and haven't talked about the scourge of foiling? No one needs an invisible katana sword <laughs> slicing through the surf brakes at 20 miles per hour, especially when mounted by tech bro kooks. Well, and- yeah. Yeah, we've not talked foiling. What are you? Yeah, uh, and are your I'm thoughts? deeply conflicted because it like when you're out at a spot that makes sense for foiling and guys are good. I've never actually seen 
bad foiling. So I don't know. Surely that's a thing somewhere. Like you have to yeah. learn. Uh, thankfully, in my experience, people are learning in places where there aren't other people, which is good. Mm-hmm. But um, when you're out at a wave that that is that likes a foil, so like a kind of a you know a fat wave that's not really throwing, um, and that just kind of peels for a long time, man, it looks fun. Like it looks real, real fun. And I, I'd love to have that in my bag just to be able to do that. Um, but I don't. There's no way in hell I'm learning. And, I was gonna say, uh, what does the, it? The take? concept I, is terrifying to me. Yeah, I think my all my experience of foiling is watching like kai lenny's you know instagram videos so like well, what are yeah yeah and that's I mean, what i mean right so but what what is the what are the conditions what do you need to be go you out need on a, a foil you need a you need a you need a wave that isn't really like well it depends i mean you can ride a foil and probably just by anything but you need mm. you need a wave that isn't a closeout you need a wave that's probably not a top to bottom barrel unless you're like way out in front of it that's fine but they they seem like i've all i've people ride foils at the spot where i like to surf up by my place because it's kind of a longboard zone and mm-hmm. so you get all the warbly waves that kind of lurch and back off and lurch and back off, but there's still energy under the, you know, under the water. So you can just mm. cruise on these things and do these huge swooping turns for like hundreds of yards. It looks like a blast. Um, you know, mm. once you start getting into where, the, like I've, I've surfed in Waikiki and there's like dudes on foils that are just like cruising around tourists and that's, they're good, but it's scary. Yeah. Um, uh, but even then, like you just, you want kind of a, they work so they're really great for mellow unbroken waves or waves that don't break hard enough to really enjoy it on a surfboard i mean that's what their that's what their ideal situation is but again i've never i've never seen someone just struggling on one so i don't know that must i'm sure that's happening all over the place and it's probably really really scary uh but i mean they're they're a giant metal multiple metal blades under yeah. the water so like you know i do know that from some of the guys i've talked to you know the learning curve is gnarly because when you fall, you may hit it and people do, they hurt themselves oh, badly, yeah. you know, but it's, it is kind of a miracle. No one's been decapitated yet. Uh, yeah. Well, obviously Philip must have some experience here. Cause it is like, that is something that I, if you saw somebody show up at a place and they weren't sure what they were doing and didn't have the good judgment to not, to not go where there weren't other people that could get yeah, ugly. Um, for sure. And I, that's gotta be happening in places. I just, thankfully yeah. where I live, I haven't seen that yet. But, uh, you know, I just that's just not even on the radar for me. Like I watch these videos. I'm like, I can't even like, you know, I wouldn't I don't even trust myself on a longboard. No, it's definitely it's definitely like an expert level thing. Like, yeah, you you don't you're not getting on a foil unless you've served for a super long time. I would think I mean, I'm sure you could. But like there is something to those videos, though, when you watch someone who's good at it. And it's like even if you like if you watch a good surfer, it's like, wow, that looks really like aspirational. I want to do that. But the foiling just looks like like, holy crap, that looks fun. It does. The only the only like. I, my, my thing is with surfing has always been, I like the most minimal approach possible. Uh, mm-hmm. and like, f- even though foiling, there's not like a motor, there's not, uh, like I would never go kite surfing. Cause it's just, uh, who wants to deal with all that shit? Like, that's just a lot of crap. Like, I don't want that. Same yeah. thing with like, like wind, like what do you even call like a windboard, whatever the old school ones called that had sails on them. I don't yeah. even know what that's called anymore. Windsurfing. Windsurfing. Thank you. Like that, even that, like, I'm sure that's fun, but it just looks too complicated. I don't even like to wear a leash unless I have to. So, uh, you know, like I just want the most minimal situation possible and a, and a foil is already adding like complication to it. All right. That's so a good we're question, send... Phil. I don't know. I just, honestly, I just prefer that people stay the fuck away from me when I'm surfing anyway, foil or not. <laughs> so like, I don't really want to be the that general. That should be the disposition. I mean, like, I don't know. I went out to a place I thought was gonna be relatively empty the other day, and there was a lot of people there. And I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna hang over here. I like, I just don't want to, because of course it's a busy day. Most of the people, it's a pretty easy break, and it was a it was a small day. But there's still the one guy who's just catching every single wave and surfing in between everybody else. 
And I'm like, I don't want to be near that guy, number one. And I don't want to be the guy that hurts anybody else. I'm just going to go over here where it's breaking a little less than it is over there and be by myself. God bless you. Anyway, yeah, Philip, thanks for the email. Appreciate it. If you want to be have your email read here on The Rock Fight, myrockfight at gmail.com is where you send it. Please send it in. We want to do more reader emails. We're getting more and more of them every week, and we're going to read the good ones. So uh, send it in, myrockfight at gmail.com. What do you think about the, the, the Tacoma situation, land cruisers, whatever? Send it over. Yeah, if you want to hear me, you know, if you want to hear me just rail on your vehicle choice, which I'm happy to do, please. If you want to hear Justin have an aneurysm, I was just this morning, <laughs> just this morning on Facebook trying to talk somebody out of buying a Tacoma. So this is very, very, very good timing. Am I? Well, let's talk about some outdoor headlines. We got a bunch of stuff that happened in the industry this week. Uh, I think we're to start. We'll start gear because you're going backpacking. I saw there was a there was a, a press release put out um, by Primus. They're launching a new stove system. Did you see that this week? I did not, but I looked at it and I I definitely like Primus and I like the set. I like the sort of nesting self-contained stove system. It usually works super good. Yeah, it's the the Ulti stove system. It's a wind resistant cooking solution. And you know the kind of thing I thought that was interesting to bring up beyond. I mean, obviously no, neither of us have used it, so we don't have a lot of opinions about the thing itself. But you know, we talked a lot. We talk a lot. And some of that is probably more because of me and my background, but like about soft goods and, you know, some of the issues in the industry. But hard goods innovation is often more real, you know, than soft goods. You mm-hmm. know, I think it mm-hmm. sometimes takes a backseat because more people care about clothes. But mm-hmm. if you want to see real innovation and stuff that people are constantly doing to make the outdoor experience better, like the hard goods is where to look. Well, dude, like like camp, like backpacking or expedition level, whatever you want to call it, cooking systems have gotten so good in the last like few years. I mean, it's insane. I feel like everybody's kind of, I mean, Jet, I don't think, I don't know, was Jet Boy the first to do the sort of, the like kind of the contained, that, like, super fast contained. boiling. Yeah, yeah. And like that, like, so everybody's kind of doing that now. And you don't have to have that sort of thing. It's just awesome that that's like an option. And like, you know, titanium pots are way cheaper than they used to be. You don't even, I mean, like anodized aluminum is almost as light and works just as good. Like there's yeah. just so many awesome setups. And like this one, I love, this is the, um, forget what you call it, but it's not like a, it's not like a direct flame, like a single, it's like a, like a radiated heat or something like that. Like the, the, all the heat comes out of a circle. That's probably like, I'm guessing looking at like three and a half inches in diameter. I have one mm-hmm. from MSR. And um, they're way more efficient and they're way less prone to getting blown out because you don't have like a single blue flame coming up. Like it's just the whole thing gets hot. Um, and so they don't blow out that easily and they boil water so fast and they're just they're just awesome to use. And like this one looks dope as hell and Primus and stuff is about as good as it gets. You going to try it out? Probably. Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, everything I get from Primus, I'm always like, wow, it's kind of like Snow Peak. And you're like, well, this is incredibly well designed. Um <laughs> Like someone who actually like gives a shit made this, but Primus's stuff is always burlier. Like I mean, Primus has been around for they're like the first camp stove company. They've been around for ever. really, yeah. Primus has been around for a super super long time. There you go. Yeah, go Primus. And talk about other innovations. This one kind of caught my eye was arcade. But you're familiar with arcade belts? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't, I'm just not. I just don't care about belts. I'm I'm familiar with them. I actually think I may have done some early copywriting for them when they first came out. I think okay. I might have. But yeah. So, I so they them. put out a release this week that they're on a mission to revolutionize how a belt can function and move. And they announced its new A2 buckle, the first introduced with select styles in spring 2023 and available across the brand's adventure range of performance stretch belts. I think I have an arcade belt that I use on a pair of uh, cycling shorts that I use. Okay. But I, I just, how can excited can you be about a new innovation on a belt? Well, buckle? I'm looking at it and it looks like every seat belt, but it looks like an 
I don't know, like this, the, the dual tabs on the side. I mean, I don't understand what's so unique about that. My takeaway from this is like, look, I have something new to talk about. That's great. You know, I, I see the value of like, if you're going to have something with pants uh, that needs it, that requires a, uh, a belt, like, great, I get it. But wouldn't they be better served by more doing like kind of almost like a pit viper style marketing approach versus well, just trying to get gearheads pumped about a belt? Right, a belt buckle. I mean, God, are there people out there that are like, you know what? That looks like that belt, that buckle technology. Have you seen that? Wow, that makes it more easy to cinch. I mean, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Weird. They do have a Santa Cruz skateboards one. How amazing is that? I don't know. It just seems like a, and the best case scenario here. It's like, oh, that's cool. Is maybe the best you could get somebody somebody to be excited yeah, about like, a belt. Yeah, but I like I've never I've never really chosen a belt based on the that like how it fastens. You know, well, I, go, I, I, I look would, at I, I would not pick one if it was overly complicated or stupid. I have some like six eight six belts. Yeah, that have like you know mul- like tools in them <laughs> or like you know the the clasps or whatever are like a flathead screwdriver. You know, it's like I'm never ever gonna use these tools for this right but you know and i barely tolerate them because it's like I, i'd rather this is just a normal belt you know but I the belt get, part like, is fine like the part that yeah. holds my pants up is great i just don't care about that sort of thing yeah, i think I you look know. at like look at baseball players been wearing the same belts in the major leagues for like yeah. 100 years Very you know like I, i'm wearing a leather belt right now that if i wore this belt mountain biking i don't think i'd notice you know it's like utility belts like batman style i've never been i've never actually looked see. at Let's see. See, the utility belt looks just like every other belt. There's no, there's no like compartments see. for things. Come on. Oh, are you on their website? Yeah. If you have a utility belt, it needs compartments, right? See, that's what I mean. Like you need, I think the the brand advice I'd give these guys, like if you want people to be excited about this, don't talk about the innovation. Like the innovation thing we talked about on a lot of things is pretty tired. That's why I was just making a point like, hey, hard goods, that's kind of cool. This is sort yeah. of, this is soft goods and it's an accessory. Yeah. So yeah, like if I'm an outdoor retailer, maybe I'm I'm gonna get some arcade belts, but it's like make it a rever- make people want to be interested in what you're doing because you're interesting, not because your product is interesting. Because your product really isn't that interesting. It's belts. I am surprised that their belts aren't a hundred dollars. I mean, like that's kind of what I thought they would be. Like forty bucks. That seems they got a lot of belts for like twenty five bucks, thirty five bucks. That's that makes shockingly sense. cheap. Well, to to my point, don't go after innovation. Then you're selling like basically cost appropriate belts. Yeah. for adventure people yeah. make people just want to wear your stuff because you're cool not because you're so innovative that would be are you advice. into are you into like i've seen those pictures of you with like bright green sunglasses on are you into like belts that like pop uh no i don't care i mean i think i think really. they the the green uh sunglasses are just because i was buying a new pair of gooders and i'm like oh i'll get some green ones you know and they were like 20 you're never bucks. gonna see my belt like yeah, i've never well, that's it i'm never tucking i don't tuck i haven't tucked a shirt in other than at like a wedding in at least 15 years and if I am, I'm not going to be wearing one that's like all bright purple and pink. You know, the, my belt isn't going to be, you're not, if I'm going to, if you're going to see my belt, it's going to be like muted. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah. It's not, this isn't for me. This isn't nope. for me. I, I think innovation is the wrong uh, yeah. ploy here. Uh, arcade belts. Um, one of the, what I do think is a, is the right ploy though, for uh, NRS and on water launched a new navigation app which is, which I didn't even realize that this was a, a need. I thought this was interesting. So Northwest yeah, River totally. Supplies, you know, the on-water launch navigation app for paddlers, while other adventure sports have long benefited from widely used mobile technologies, paddle sports has been left behind. That seems like a glaring miss, right? Totally. I, I, I would I thought have just about assumed, that too. yeah, that my, whatever app I have on my phone would probably work if I wanted to go kayaking, but I guess not. 
Well, I, it probably does if you are uh, the kind of if you're a good enough kayaker or, or experienced enough that you can look at a topo or something and be like, right. or even like a satellite image and be like, oh, I, I know exactly where a put out would be or put in. I'm sorry. Put in, take out, put in. Is that how? Yeah, right. Yeah, put in, take out. Put in, take out. Like I know I could tell. And like bends in the river, you can probably tell like, you know, where there's going to be a rapid or, or whatever. But yeah, this seems like a super obvious thing. It is, I think, leads to a larger conversation on sort of outdoor navigation and GPS. I mean, so I guess when you're out next week, are you going to be using any sort of GPS or app on your yeah, phone? Yeah, no, I do. I do. I, I fought it for a long time because I, I learned how to, I, honestly, my skills are so bad. I don't even know if I could orient anymore. But I, I learned how to do like proper orienteering with a topo a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I bring an orienteering compass with me just because I like to screw around with it. And you never really, you know, you never know what could happen. But right. Um, but no, I, I, I use, I use Gaia like pretty much regularly. I mean, like, I guess there might be times where it's kind of fun to not know where you are, but it just doesn't, it just, it's just too damn easy. You know, like yeah. I, I always have a topo with me in case my, you know, I lose my phone or something, but like, uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I think we're just too far into this world. I don't, you, I don't know if you people can even go outside anymore without kind of having that, you know, it's like, are we, are we beyond I, what does it? What do we lose if you lose satellite reception, right? I mean, I guess people, a lot of people, getting lost in the woods. Well, there'd be way fewer people out there. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, it's that's like, probably true. If you, because the thing is, if you want to have that experience without that stuff, you just don't bring your phone. That's really right. easy, right? You know, like I don't take my phone with me around here because I can't possibly get lost, even if I don't know the trails or whatever. I know if you just walk south or whatever, you're going to hit a town, you know, or whatever. But like, um, you know, it's entire, like I often. I, I I will look at GPS all the time when I'm not, I mean, I never really get lost in the back right. country. I have, but it's exceedingly rare, but I just want to, you know, like, where am I? Like how much longer do I have to go? Like, like, right. Oh, let's look at like, what's that peak? You know, like I'm always looking at it and I just don't know why you wouldn't, you know I mean? No. And I would imagine that the people, people who aren't, no one's going to be like, Oh, I'll get into going hiking because I know I have a GPS that'll help me where to go. It's almost like it's the, no, you get in the hiking first and then you realize like, Oh, I can add these things to my experience. that will help me be safer yeah. and have a more pleasurable time. But you will see people sometimes that are just like walking, looking at their phone. And like sure. at, first you're, at first you're like, Oh, what are you like on TikTok? And you're, Oh no, they're actually just looking at themselves on GPS. Well, like this, this trip you and I are going to do, like if I didn't, if I weren't going with you, I would definitely have the map downloaded on the app and I'd probably be, I'd have it on my bike. just kind of helping me follow around. Right. I mean, it's kind of like, that's, that's typically if you're in a new well, spot, I'm, like I've definitely had trips in the last few years. Well, I haven't gone backpacking for a while, but um, even with car camping, well, car camping, this happens all the time. Cause I, I don't really like, if I'm going backpacking, I'm usually I'm either going to a place I already know really well Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I'm not worried about it. And I almost certainly have that like map already on my phone anyway, but even if I didn't, I don't really need it. Like I know where I kind of, I'm going or I'm day hiking from a car camping situation. Um, Mm -hmm. In that case, often I won't have a map downloaded because I don't, it feels safer. Like, I don't feel like I'm even, which is stupid because I'm just as, I'm just as remote. I just didn't walk there, you know? So like, (laughs) um, so in that, like, there'll be times where I'm like day hiking and I realize oh, I don't have a, I don't have, I don't have a map or a uh, GPS of where I am at all. So you just kind of like use your wits, you know, like, yeah, I know it's, I know you can get obviously like good map readers and, and like experienced outdoors people get lost. I know that that can happen. Yeah. I f- still think that's crazy. Um, at least in good conditions, you know, like I still don't, you know, knock on wood. I, the only time that's happened is I've been lost on a trail, like 
where I'm on a trail that isn't the trail I thought it was and I don't know where it goes. Mm -hmm. Or I've been lost where a trail I was on turns out to have been an old trail and you get to a spot and it, it doesn't go anymore. And you're like, oh, fuck. You know, yeah, like, but you're still you know, on a trail. It's going to lead somewhere. It leads somewhere. Right. Yeah. So I, I've never just been like off trail in yeah. the trees and you're like, oh, shit, I have no idea where I like. That's got to be an absolutely terrifying experience. I don't know. Anyway, that's a long way of saying I think I think uh, any, all these like mapping apps are dope. I mean, I don't love the fact that they probably increase crowds. And I don't, know. I don't know if they do. I feel like the people have to get there before they even realize it. I don't know. Or maybe not. I maybe, think that's maybe largely true. I do think like I've been using, I've been using all trails a lot for the one thing I do think it's good for, which is trip reports. Like mm -hmm. otherwise I hate that it exists. Cause I don't love that. You know, it'll tell you where to all these little honeypots of, of good places to go. But yeah. there's really, unless you want to spend like hours and hours joining Facebook forums yeah, or right. going to like backpacking light and being like, anybody been on this loop lately? Like, yeah. it's just so easy to go to all trails and be like, oh, here's someone who was there last week. Oh, it's it's doable. Great. You know, right, like, that done. stuff is, it's yeah. awesome to have that. Uh, a couple other headlines we got. So, Ewell making its US debut this fall. Have you heard of Ewell? No. What is this? So, Canada's Ewell, they make uh, heated clothing. Oh. And I wanted to see your thoughts on heated clothing. And it's a, wow. if you look at their website, it's, it looks like they're, they're focused primarily, according to the website, on golf, motorcycles, things like that. But it is battery-powered clothing to heat up your gloves, your jacket. Those I mean, things. this isn't new. Like, I have a pair of, I have a pair of, uh, I think, I have something that came out like last year. They're they're mm -hmm. mit, they're mittens. You they're battery-powered. Yeah, and they're like use. They say AI. I don't really think it's AI, but they're like you know you'd be like I want my hands to be sixty degrees at all times or whatever. And like it tells it can tell like how hot your body is and how how like what the temperature is outside and it like regulates that. And you know what, dude, it's badass. Yeah, I like, thought you were going to go off that? on like, the, this. I thought you well, were going to be so anti-e like, clothing. I, I like. I, I think it's. I mean, I don't know. Like, it seems kind of complicated and silly, but at the same time, like. I don't know. My hands get fucking cold in gloves when it's really, really cold outside. Like if I have like gloves that will heat my hand, like why wouldn't you want that? Like they don't, they're not hit. They're not that much heavier than regular gloves. I mean, they're expensive as shit. So, but if I lived, so if I lived in Minnesota, hell yeah, dude, I'd have all kinds of heated well, stuff. That's it. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's to where your principal. You like lie. heated I mean, seats in your car? Well, yes, you I, do. I do. They, they just What's enjoyable the on a cold morning. Well, I guess there's a bit of the earning it, right? It's kind of a conversation. Yeah. That's why I think it's a good follow-up to the GPS conversation, right? I think if, if yeah, if I'm living in Minnesota, I got to go out in the morning at six in the morning and scrape the ice off my car, then yeah, give me my heated, you know, my battery-powered yeah. gloves. You know, but then what are you dependent on if you're out in the mountains, like tromping around up there and stuff like that too, you know? Well, like I, I, I think it's, if you have like big dangling cords everywhere and like yeah. giant battery packs, that's dumb. But like, if it can get to the point where it's really not that big of a deal, like, I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, to me, this seems like the e-bike versus regular bike debate too. It's like, it kind of is. Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, I don't love that. I don't want something that's like augmenting my power. I was like, what the fuck do you think gears are? Right. Like, it's not <laughs> like, like you're like, it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. I don't want a heated, I don't want heated gloves, but give me, give me like deer hide gloves with like down in them. What? Yeah, the difference. It's just a different way of warming yourself, body heat or external heat. Who cares? If you get treated as like an emergency thing too, like if you get caught somewhere and yeah. now it's like you know you can't move and now it can carry. Definitely, there's a safety aspect of it too. That's or don't you use hand warmers? No, I've never used hand warmers. The little like packs. Yeah, I hate those things. They work so good. Like I don't yeah. know why you wouldn't do some jumping um, jacks. 
Okay. Or you just put these things in your gloves. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you you warm up because you're doing jumping jacks and yeah. you get cardiovascular fitness. Out I, of it. Come I mean, on. I think it's I don't I don't you're I, I get why you would think I would be a hater. And I again I would be if it was bulky and stupid. But if and maybe they are. I haven't seen these clothes. I mean, yeah. they've tried to do this with wetsuits for decades. And well, it, it does never quite taken off. Largely, I thought because it was it, funny about because it just it's like another one of these things where like they've been trying to get this stuff going for years i mean battery power i've seen batteries in clothing at like an outdoor retailer back in the mid like 2000s yeah you know? so it's not like a brand new idea uh so i just thought the headline was funny like oh we're entering the u.s market and i'm like are you coming after are you going like we want to be sold at rei and it doesn't really have any distribution in the press release and distribution goals in the press release and it looks like they're mostly selling towards like the golf and moto like moto makes sense like if you're like if you're a motorcycle person yeah you know, unless you live in a really warm place all year round, this is probably, you know, you need to have something like this. Um, well, but yeah, if it's coming I mean, after outdoor, I would be, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. If they were like, what if it wasn't a battery thing? What if, and it, what if we just come up, came out with some like super material where uh, you could just like, I don't know, like some kind of, some kind of crazy material and didn't add any thickness or, or, or complication. It just, it just created heat like would you have an issue well they've that? tried to do that right with the reflective foils and stuff like that oh, like and like, you know, yeah, yeah yeah i guess mostly i just kind of come down to like the the e-bike thing makes sense to me and of course my knee-jerk reaction when e-bike starts growing is you know fuck that you got to earn it i got to ride up the hill you got to ride up the hill if you can't ride up the hill you should get better at riding up the hill and then someone yeah. points out to me no hey you know what there's people who are older or they have disabilities or they don't want to maybe ride like you do and it's like that makes a lot of that's a good point right uh, to the, in terms of like mountain biking specifically, like here now, you know, my wife doesn't like to ride bikes as much as I do, but she likes to ride bikes. If she had an e-bike, you know, the, the typically five to 10 mile ride we do together could become a 15 to 20 mile ride now because she has that pedal assist. I think there's other problems coming with that because especially down here in Southern California, most of the e-bikes I see are like 11 year olds, like out riding around, like with well, cars without helmets on. And I'm like, uh, that's a moped like you're and they're not pedal assist right there if they have throttles so it's creating these all, all these other problems however i get it right there's a there's a segment of the cycling community that is not being served that can be served by e-bikes if you're talking about people who want to go out like peak bagging in the winter or do you know more kind of the pure sports that we like to do i don't know i, I there's a part of me that doesn't like the idea of electronic you know clothing well yeah, and I'll give you an example. Last winter, we went out and cut um, our Christmas tree down in the in the in Stanislaus National Forest. Yeah, you to the National Forest, forest. right? Yeah, I've done yeah, that I got a permit too. for that, which is fun. Like we usually cut a tree. I love down. doing that. Yeah, yeah, but this time usually we do it around here. So we're like, oh, cool, we get to go to the actual mountains. This will be great. And it was really, really cold, <laughs> and um, we it was all it was like really cold and sleeting and like just kind of windy and like it wasn't like so cold that it was just dumping snow but it was like colder you know what yeah I mean? like, with, yeah you know, i know yeah so the baby was i don't know i don't want to do math young you know and like my four-year-old was probably three you know yeah and they were like not getting out of the car um and my right. wife was definitely not either and so i'm like out there like with a with a saw like you know in like knee deep wet snow mm -hmm. with really i have like you know lots of pairs of very nice gloves god people love to send me gloves you know and i i don't i think i just don't have terrific circulation my hands are just aching they're so cold and, and hurting right and it's like the whole time i'm like oh, i wish i had those freaking why don't i have those mittens on right now like those heated mitt like this would be so much easier you know and like i could barely use the saw and like it was like hard to get the tree off and it was just like dragging the tree up and like throwing it in the back of the truck like all it was just it just sucked <laughs> you know and it's like had my hands been warmer that would have been much more pleasant experience now would that have made me soft yeah yeah sure would have but you know i already have a family i already you know like 
it's I've already done I've already shown off enough, right? I already but, got all the But think of all that, the character your kids would not have developed by not having that experience. They you know, would, no, they're tiny and miserable. Yeah. They have no idea whether their dad, dad's hands are like mechanics hands or a those situations. This is why Christmas Vacation is the greatest Christmas movie of all time because it's like that. That is those 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 experiences aren't supposed to be pleasurable. <laughs> That's to be true. Miserable. It wasn't. It wouldn't have been if my hands were warm either. It was still an unpleasant experience. Now there's a big difference. There's like like thirty three and drizzle and sleet is way colder than like 19 and just yeah and i don't i guess it's just the water but yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know but i was actually thinking like i have why am i not using these i have them you know they're just like in my drawer at home you know yeah i don't know i thought that was interesting another one of these so evil see i think not a great name electronic wool but it's it's funny because as soon as you said evil i'm like oh what like electronic wool as a joke i didn't really think about that yeah and the last bit of news we got to do it. I, I made sure I, I looked it up. Pickleball Corner here on the Rock Fight. Pickleball Kingdom spans new franchise into Wisconsin. If you look at the press release, it's a massive indoor facility. Yeah. They're a franchisor of indoor pickleball facilities with uh, clubs in Chandler, Arizona, North and Central Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, Orange County, California, Texas, Arizona, Oklahoma. I think I think pickleball, man. You sent me a clip this week of what pickleball is. It was the most. I thought it was a joke. I, I actually asked you, is this real? Is this, is this somebody making fun of pickleball, or is this pickleball? They stand still for the most. I, see, it, it I mean, did, like, didn't, did I send like you pickleball. the other ones of it going faster like that? There, there. The, I guess those. I think that was like very. That was like a very low level pro. Or maybe it was like because it was mixed doubles. I don't know. But I've seen double, some. I don't know why they do doubles. Don't do doubles with pickleball. I don't know I, why there's doubles at all with pickleball. Pickleball to me seems like it should be a singles sort of thing. Because yeah, then you actually have to move, right? To get to the ball. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. But then it's probably even more apparent you should just be playing tennis. Because if you can move fast enough to cover that whole little pickleball court, you could probably cover a tennis ball court too. It, you might be, maybe there's some other clips and I should look them up. People playing a little bit more high pace kind of frenetic game of pickleball. The thing I noticed about it though, is between the serving, the way you return serve, all this stuff, it looks like ping pong that you're on your well, standing on the table. So the, the clip I showed you, I'm like, okay, well, if this is pro, like I could, I am, I am easily a pro pickleball player without ever having touched a pickleball <laughs> paddle. And then I found some higher level ones and I'm like, okay, so I might not win every time, but I'd probably could, I could, I could definitely hang. I could jump right into this right now and be just as good as either of these two. You'd score a few points. Yeah. I'm sure I would lose to the world champion, but like you wouldn't be able to tell I hadn't been playing it. So what is it though? Because there was another article that I was going to, before I found this one about like Sterling, which is, I guess the the paddles or rackets or whatever they call. And like talking about the expansion of the sport and it went from being an older person sport and now it's growing everywhere. And they're taking advantage of this massive growth. Like what? I I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, there's been big New Yorker articles about it too, trying to figure it out. Like I, I can't, I can't figure out what the draw is. It's free. That's important, right? Like for the most part, you don't. Well, you probably not. Not in Wisconsin at the Pickleball Kingdom. Yeah, but like for the most part, you go to your you go to your local thing, and it's free. And Mm -hmm. I can't imagine the equipment costs that much. And you can just get out and start moving around, having some fun. I mean, I I think it makes a lot of sense for people that don't already have other interests. You know, like I get. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't want to just come up as a total hater, but I feel like pickleball is succeeding because it feels like anybody can do it. It's like, it's like the participation trophy of sports at this point. It is why, I mean, like how, if you have a family, you probably have a set of those stupid beach paddle ball thing, whatever the hell that's called paddle ball. 
If, if, I don't know, like the, you know beach, the beach paddle game that you play. Yeah, with your which kid. is like not even remotely fun, but like no. everybody owns that, you know, right. and it's like, I don't know. Pickleball is kind of the same thing. I mean, every town has a tennis court and both people don't play tennis. So there's there's like all the opportunity in the world to throw up your little pretend tennis court. I don't know. Well, we'll keep an eye on things on Pickleball Corner here on the Rock Fight because if I find you do play Pickleball, if you Please. play Pickleball and you've gotten good at it. We'd like to hear from you. Also, I'd like to know if you also play tennis. Because if you're like a pretty good doubles pickleball player, God, play tennis. Doubles tennis is a blast. I love doubles tennis. I, I'm I'm not trying to be a dick for the sake of being a dick. I don't think you are either. Please email us, myrockfight at gmail.com. Please. Yes. I want to understand more. All right. We'll keep our eyes on pickleball. Please reach out. One of these days, someone's going to reach out. We're going to get in front of a pickleball player, and they're going to tell us what's going on with it. It's going to happen, I swear. In the meantime, I don't know. You got anything else? You good? I'm good. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk to you in two weeks. Next time we chat, we'll hear all about the the Sierra and what's happening up in Yosemite and uh, mosquitoes and snow and get an update on on your backpacking trip. Uh, In the meantime, if you have anything else, please email us, myrockbite at gmail.com. We'll be back next week. Well, actually, this is going to go up. This is uh, August 11th. This will be up late next week. So uh, this will be the second episode of the week. So I guess I'm not, I have nothing to tease. Go back and listen to the other episodes we put up this week. And uh, I guess that's all we got for today. Yeah, go outside. Have some fun. Yeah. All right. For Justin Hausman, I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening to The Rock Fight. And The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I can feel the